life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. I am your host, Gord Riddell, and I managed to bring back Alexia Georgiousis, naturopathic doctor. Uh, we've missed you. I'm glad you're back here. Oh, thank you, Gord. I've missed you too. Yeah, our weekly tete-a-tetes after, uh, before and afterwards uh, when we do the show. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully we'll give people something to think about and ponder and definitely worth considering, I think. Yeah. Um, we had an interesting class that we're working on right now um, that is worth cons- carrying on the conversation even without other students uh, around death and dying. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think it's a really timely topic. Uh, it's an important topic because it's not it's not even about death and dying. That's just going to happen anyways. It's our denial of death. Our society yeah. is like, no, not me. <laughs> Hate to yeah. tell you, uh, you know, your wife called. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it can be um, it, it can be really crazy because of all the things that are so natural. It's the one thing that we just are in absolute denial about. Yeah, we are, and I think part of this is the fact that it's very hard to comprehend what death is, I think, for many people, unless maybe they've had a near-death experience. Right. But, but that that ability to try to understand what that means, because we've seen, you know, nature programs and we see the cycle of life and things where something is killed, like, an, an, let's say, an, an animal, lion kills a zebra or something. But it in terms of experiencing it and getting a sense of, well, then what happens that really isn't something in our culture, generally speaking, that is talked about or welcomed or even explored. There's so much fear. And and as you said, mm-hmm. so much denial, whereas resistance to say, no, that's not going to happen to me. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we have this attitude, I think, in our society that's very motivationally oriented, you know, bigger, bigger, further, faster, you know. And and nowhere in there does it say, end, dead end. Yeah. You know, right. um, and you know everyone thinks that everything's going to keep going bigger, you know, bigger and further and faster. Um, you know, when when we look at our parents or our grandparents, and you know, think that, okay, we don't even think. I don't think in terms of wow, that could be me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like no. I'll be there one day. You know, you'll be there one day. Call me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I know, will. Let me know how it is. Um, but it, it, it's um, we we can't even put ourselves in that position. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yet I think it's really important because, you know, we all know about birth. All right. We know that there's a sperm and there's an egg and they find each other and you know there's a little little person comes out. You know, eventually, um, and that's it's totally miraculous it's a it's an absolute mystery as to this child emerging 
I think I think that death is the same thing. You know, forget the yeah. agonist, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, for, are you saying this from um, like an ex, a sort of a sense of, of conceptualizing it? Because I think part of birth and death, they, because they go together, that we also don't have a sense of what it means to be reborn while we're alive or to die while we're alive. In, okay. In, from, a, from a spiritual standpoint. Right, 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 right. You know, I think it's from a spiritual standpoint, but I also think it's just from a human being who goes, wow, that's amazing. Look at that baby. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, it's like, wow, they just stopped breathing and right. left. You know, now from a spiritual perspective, if you believe in in uh, an existence beyond this, which I do, uh, and physics said there has to be something in terms of what happens to energy. I think that, you know, holding on to that idea of when someone arrives here, they had to have left somewhere else. So there's like a, a sadness as the child is born in spirit, but then there's a welcoming of the new spirit when someone dies. Kind of the reverse of what we go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit harder maybe to wrap our heads around. You know, but yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I certainly anyone anyone who's had you know near death experiences, um, or the biggest majority of people when they have been interviewed and talked about it, is that people who they knew, people who were their parents or brother, sister, husband, whatever, were there waiting for them. Yeah, you know, and that's that's like that's like totally amazing. Totally it is amazing. amazing. It's it's absolutely remarkable and you know I, I think that for me at least there's a sense of wanting to understand it wanting to know wanting to be reassured on some level but also going back to your point about the the, the amazing um, act of you know baby being born it is incredible it's absolutely incredible absolutely I mean it, it's it, and yet I mean it's miraculous and mysterious you know, and I think and have always tried to work with the idea of death being like that. Mm -hmm. You know, miraculous, mysterious. I can't explain it, but we know that, you know, everybody does it. <laughs> it's a fad um, <laughs> or it's not a fad. Uh, like it's like <laughs> yeah, life. It's not a fad, right. Really, life. Nobody gets out alive. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, exactly. Um, you know, but yeah, we're all going to do it. And yet we pretend like it's not ever going to happen to me or you yeah. or, you know, people that we're close to. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I think, you know, this experience, because it's a, a very important topic, regardless of the state in the world, right? And, and yeah, I what's think going the on last, there sucks. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, but the last two years have been, really poignant around what what is death what does it mean an ego death what does you know facing your mortality mean what if suddenly you don't have the ability to make those plans or you don't attend whatever you just thought you would attend and and i think that that's really shaken people on many levels because we forget that life is happening 
while we're making those plants. There's a famous saying, right? I yeah, believe yeah. it says life happens while you make plants or something yeah, like that's that. Right, yeah, it was yeah. attributed to Paul McCartney, but yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. Really? Uh, Paul yeah, McCartney, like, hey? Well, you're busy making plans. Life's, life's already taking yeah, care of yeah. everything. You know? I remember there but was a t-shirt, right, a, a t-shirt in Greece many years ago when I worked in Greece and it was um, I was working in a on a film set for commercials and there was a t-shirt that said, you know, life isn't a commercial because you'd get this snippet of, you know, seeing whatever it is, just like with social media, you see all these little snippets of, of postings of what people's lives are supposedly like, but how much of that is real? It's not, that's the problem. I mean, that's how we sell products and that's what people buy into though. Yeah. I mean, those, some of that media and commercial stuff is, you know, absolutely responsible for, you know, women and, and even now, you know, young guys having, having eating disorders that their bodies oh, have to look a certain way, yeah. you know, and I mean, it's, it's really, it's just so wrong. And if you don't have perfectly white teeth, no one is ever going to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so like, they're, they're little like ding where it's like they, a exactly. little glisten, like, you know, the, the cartoons. Well, there's a little fad it. there. People were like embedding like little diamonds. Yeah, I remember or, that. Or I think that was in the 80s. Teeth. Yeah, I want to say that was in the I 80s. I know, but I remember it, you know, <laughs> that, uh, people were doing it to get the ding, you know, the light goes on. Right, right, right. It's like, that's craziness. Right. That's crazy. But people, you know, were so affected by, by what is being said on media, mm -hmm. you know, that people will actually buy those products, will change their body, will have the surgery. Well, yeah. really? Yeah, absolutely. You're still going to die. A... You're still well, going to die. Well, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There. Because one of the things I find, speaking of the, the media and product, very few um, sort of advertisements that are targeted towards women generally don't promote healthy aging it's it's oh. anti-aging it's very much around you know how to how to get rid of the droopy jowls or the wrinkles or you know sustain your youth and i think it about you know aging well is so important but also showing role models of of women and men and everyone trans doesn't matter who actually can embrace being the age that they are without that, a sense of ties needing, into yeah, that denial exactly of, of death exactly. Is, is is it's very ageist very very incredibly ageist. and and i think it's interesting because you know one in four in north america are by like i think it's 2030 25 percent of the population 25 percent is going to be over the age of 65 wow we're going to have a sea of gray hair with a little blue wrist walking down the street there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, welcome to church. Um, and it is, you know, I'm surprised that that attitude hasn't somehow or other begun to fall away. And I, I don't think it has at all. I, I don't, I don't see it has. I see often, you know, whether it's on Instagram and, you know, facial yoga and things like this. And it's, it's younger uh, women who are, really saying preserve your youth you know and but it's based on the physicality because of course we know that health is internal not just external but it is that denial of aging 
and also an, almost like an aversion. There's such an aversion that it's ugly, that it's unattractive. And I know you and I have talked about this before around how, generally speaking, we don't have a place where we honor our elders, you know, in oh, our culture. No, we we no. just shove them away and think that they're, you know, they just need to wait until they die kind of thing. Yeah, that that's they why I value. Love, I love the show Golden Girls. Yeah. Because I think it just encapsulated things that we don't talk about uh, around people who are aging, you know? Yeah. Um, after my dad died, um, my, a very close friend of theirs, his wife died. She died actually three months before my dad did. And so within the year, the two of them, my mom and this guy, not this guy, but anyways, just gentlemen, <laughs> had, a, had, as my brother said, hooked up. Right. <laughs> you know? and good for my, them absolutely yeah. absolutely you yeah. know and and um it was like a scene right out of golden girls they got married you know and the man who was the best man was in his 90s and they're like uh the uh, the the pastor asked for the for the ring and he's like well i don't know where it is and he's like going through his pockets and my mother's like She's over there and she's putting her hands in his pockets. He's like, whoa. You know, <laughs> I was like, my sister-in-law and a That's friend hilarious. of me both said, don't start, Gord. Do not start <laughs> laughing because it'll, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. It was, it was hysterical. It was yeah. so much yeah. fun. You know, and I mean, my, my brothers were overly joyed because they thought it was like too soon. I'm like, right. what's too soon? Come on, you know, I mean, it was well over a year. And even that is so arbitrary. You know, my mother loved my dad, totally respected him. But why should she have to sit in pain all alone in the dark? Yeah, exactly. Like, give me a break. Exactly. You know? Good for you. Good for and you. And I think that we have to, you know, realize that people, you know, if they're, they're single, they're widowed, they're, you know, whatever, divorced, can still go into relationships at age 80. Yeah. No. Any age, any age. I any was, age. I was, I was going to say another great program. I know you don't have Netflix, but I think it's Frankie and Grace with uh, oh, Jane Fonda and times. Lily Tomlin. And it is hilarious. I yeah. have to say it's quite funny. Yeah. And, and again, really promoting the sexuality and, and in, in older people and to say that, yes, they, this is, Absolutely. this is actually part of, you know, being alive. Well, yeah, because uh, in that show, if I'm not mistaken, their husbands fall in love with each other. Yes, yes, and they sort do. of come out being gay. Yeah, yeah, later. exactly. And, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> it's, um, it's really. It's, it's a great really premise. Great. It's yeah. a very funny premise, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I think that um, honoring sexuality in the aging process is is really crucial. But again, that comes back to we don't really honor sexuality in our life, very no matter true. how old you are. Very true. We go yeah. through, oh, no, you're too young. Oh, no, you're not married. Oh, yeah. you're going to get pregnant. You know, I mean, there's like all these all these uh, conditions around, you know, being sex positive is, is really setting yourself up to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, sex positive. <laughs> I'll bet you are, you know. Uh, but, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I, so, it's so twisted where it's like, it it doesn't become uh, something that is that is you know honored, considered to be more sacred. Actually, I didn't tell you this, Gord, but a, a couple of weeks ago, I went, I, I attempted pole dancing. I love it. Really? 
I did. Did you video it? No. Oh. Um, actually, there was a video. It was a group of us, but we were, we were, and it was hilarious. But half, I have to say it was so interesting. First of all, very hard, like unbelievably challenging. Okay. But secondly, the, the woman who was teaching us, she was so confident in her sense of just being this sort of sensuality, this real, you know, kind of feminine energy, but also strong, very, very strong. Right. And, and, you know, she was wearing a, a very uh, skimpy outfit, but it didn't matter. It, what mattered was her, her ability to just fully become empowered in herself Own it. and to help us. It was so, it was really, I had such a great time. It was, it was really fun. And you could feel like, you know, my background, I've had a lot of athletics and very little dance. I've done a bit of dance, but yeah. not much, but I could really feel the sense of stiffness in moving my body in a way that was more elegant and more, um, you know, just a little bit more fluid, more like, yeah, exactly. Fluid. Yeah. And it was, it was really quite interesting to, and my colleagues, we were a group of us at colleagues and, and we, we all kind of felt the same way that it was, it was so different to, to sort of, you know, make friends with this pole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, we're going to come back to that pole because we need to take a break here and let the audience think about this. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. 
All right, welcome back. Um, so we started off with death and dying and uh, about uh, death denying, um, <laughs> age denying, to pole dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting assortment of movement that we've just done. Uh, it's very fluid. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 absolutely. But, you know, that's a kind of thing, though, that is, you know, out of the norm for the average person. And it, it just, that's what keeps us invested in life. Exactly. You know? is it changing, you know, trying something new, getting out of your comfort zone. Yep. Being comfortable with feeling goofy or just you know, looking goofy, acting goofy, whatever it is. And, and also it became, it became, first of all, it was very challenging on so many levels, but it was very fun. It was just light. It was mm -hmm. just, oh, well, let's see. And, and again, a, amazing respect for people that, that pole dance because it is hard. No, it I believe it. I believe very it. hard. Yeah. Yeah. What I've seen. Um, yeah. The, you know, but again, it comes back to, here's one more thing. And that. Uh, you know, there's sexuality that we're in denial about. Yeah, very much so. And if you're, you know, like I said before the break, if you're in, if you, you know, are not in denial about your sexuality and, you know, put that energy there, you're going to get judged, you know? Yeah. It's like everybody else is walking around with all this shame and they can go, you know, person who's not, who's not shamed by their sexuality mm -hmm. you know? or mm -hmm. their age. An 80-year-old doing a pole dance in a skimpy outfit. Right, right. I'd love her. Right. I'd love her. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, it's like all of all of that is become incredible. You know, when we when we deal with any sort of shame, is these compartmentalizations. All of these are compartmentalized. Yeah. You know, and you know, the other thing to go back and tie death back into this is that death is seen as a failure, you know? Something something went wrong. We did yeah. something wrong, you know? And so if you're a healer or whatever, uh, you know, and, and the person that you're working on dies, then mm -hmm. you failed, mm -hmm. you missed something. Yeah. You know? Very true, the, 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 the judgment around that, that it shouldn't have happened. And I think that's also another piece where we somehow think we can control the outcome, you know, and, and maybe we can to some extent, but ultimately, you know, as, as my Qigong teacher would always say that there's only the soul knows when it's going to die, but it is that sense of, oh, that shouldn't have happened. And the judgment with people that work in healthcare or who have a relatively healthy lifestyle or don't, don't have a healthy mm. lifestyle. It, it's, it's that sense of, oh, you know, they, they shouldn't have been doing this or they should have been taking care, better <clears throat> care of themselves. But that doesn't fly because you can, you know, someone can be drinking and smoking and doing whatever and they live until they're 95 or 100 and, and there's no so rhyme there, or reason. There isn't. There isn't. No, no. So at they the end of the day, one. you go, well, the, you know, we want to live with longevity and vitality, but yet we we don't have the systems in our society that support longevity and vitality. Right. You know, we we have maybe longevity, but quality of life is gone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's you, it, you know, I mean, the terminology that you have used is sick care versus health care. Yeah. And we're very much a sick care 
you know, when you're when you're in bad enough shape, come on in. You know, we'll take care of you and get yeah. you back out on the street again. But that's not that's not preventative or or educationally. No. no. Moving towards healthcare, you know, not exactly. I mean, the healthcare workers themselves, God love them, what they've been through, but they they're not really good at taking care of themselves either. No, and I think I think part of that again goes back to the training and the the mentality. Like even in naturopathic medicine, I have to say that going through the program very intense. And then when we had our board exams, we had our clinical and just like GPs, clinical exams and and uh, our basic sciences and their licensing exams. And it is so intense where it's like five days of these exams. Of course, we didn't have the 24-hour shifts of residency because I always think it's quite funny because yes, you want to be trained for emergencies and, and imagine in hospitals, right? So, so that is necessary to know that how do you perform you know, at three in the morning. But yeah. the other part is how do you perform at three in the morning if you've had sleep? Because it's one thing if it is a true emergency, like there's yep. a tornado that comes through or there's, you know, a car accident, like boom, right there. But the fact that the system is designed to keep people for the cost, for cost, right? For, for cost, the dollars, not so much the cost to the individuals, right. but where they keeping them awake for so long and then expecting them to perform at this high intense level when they've had very little sleep. And, and the personal care workers are the ones for me, I really believe are the heroes because right. th those are the people that really have to get very personal with people in terms of washing them, bathing them, you know, yep. whatever it is. And that those are the ones that they need to be getting paid six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and that, not, that to me not. is no, of course not. They're not. No, they're like and and scale. all of that, you know, is is again looking at if we don't believe that our self care is a priority, and that we just have to push and endure and keep going and keep going, then people are gonna have they're gonna start medicating themselves to stay awake. They're going to start doing in on any form yep. and then also go into complete burnout, right? Medicating themselves to go to sleep, medicating themselves exactly. to wake up. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. All of them and, and still thinking that that's, that's okay. You got it. That's what you're supposed to do because that, that we've yeah. talked about that around the guilt piece uh, and shame piece when people say, Hey, I need time for myself or this is too much for me. Right. You know, forget it. You're out. You're out. Right. <laughs> you know? Huh, that's, what I said to my, that's what I said to my last spouse. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um uh, if we I think that we have to understand is the fluidity of life. You know, like what we we have is is these judged pieces. Some of it is like over the lifespan, you know, like old versus young, da, da, da. this is what's right, this is what's right, this is wrong, you know, and we go through all of that, is that there is not a right or a wrong, because we're dealing now with, I think, 8 billion uh, uh, world, world population, you know, and there's some crazy people out there, Mr. Putin, Mr. Trump, <laughs> no wonder they became friends. Uh, you know, I think that, I mean, both of them are just horrific, uh, but Putin right now, especially, uh, I, I feel really, really badly for, for, uh, 
the for Ukraine, you know, what's going on there. It's just like, I don't even, I don't even understand to wrap my head around what the hell is this person even thinking? Like that says, ah, you know, I'm bored. I've been locked in for a long time. I'm, I think I'll go and get that country and join and, you know, and take it. But Gord, I don't think that is a repeat of history time and time again. I saw this quote by Desmond Tutu and he said, what we've, what we've learned from history is we don't learn from history. <laughs> really? Exactly. exactly. And, and we yeah. don't because until we start to look at, you know, who were these, you know, basically these men, but these boys when they grew up, what happened, what happened in our society and not dismissing bad behavior by any means. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, it's really, if our society on the whole continues to elect leaders who are, have issues and no one is ever perfect, so right? We can see, have we issues. can, we can, well, we can, we can, no one is pure, right? No one has, well, no. we, we have, have moments issues. of being kind and generous. And then we have moments of being absolute jerks. Yep. And, and I just think some people are better at hiding it. And some people are better at, you know, acting the role of, you know, whatever it is. I do have a, a fondness for, you know, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu. Oh, my God, that's, yeah. that, what, Because I, I think the, the, the courage to actually do the kind of work, um, especially with Desmond Tutu, that, that I felt that how on earth he was able to really open his heart, but also hold people accountable and say that, you know, we have to live together. We have to try to find, you know, peace and harmony. And I think that if we if we can shift our consciousness to say we need to be looking at harmony, but not when people are in fear and scarcity state, that's not going to be the priority. No, not at all. Not at all. No, and so, what you, what you keep thinking about is what you're going to keep bringing into your life. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not enough food. There's not enough love. There's not enough, you know, playfulness. And that's exactly what you'll keep getting over and over again. But, but it's, but it's really it's really challenging for people to I think hear that when they don't they can't pay their bills or they Absolutely. they're not able to put food on their table and and you know the positive thinking I think is helpful to some degree but it also can be a little bit like mm, it's not about that's not about what? positive thinking for me that's okay about so energy. I'm understanding it as positive thoughts yeah and I that's understand it I could I could see that I could see that okay. I would never say that to somebody yeah yeah so um, what do you what are you meaning by this is is what if we held, you know, and understood ourselves as energy? And in that energy, you know, it's the energy that we're talking about at death that actually leaves, you know, and, and moves on. Or the energy that comes in to that child. We can call it spirit soul. Doesn't matter what you want to call it, you know. But if if we believe that our our energy isn't part of the world energy isn't part of the abundance in this you know there's so much prosperity in this world yes the ability yes. to be prosperous you know yeah um, but our our focus wasn't any our focus stopped being about prosperity it became how much can i get for me right you know hoarding you know greed yeah. Uh, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things. So we move from sort of abundance, prosperity that our planet, you know, provides more than enough food for all of us. When you look at how much just in North America, 
garbage we create and it's food you know i want yeah. to like this yeah you know exactly um, it's like eat it go to bed what do you want thanks mom um, you know the 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 i don't know coddling like you know i yeah. don't like this well so too bad eat it or go hungry yeah. right well, and I think that, that you have a valid point there. I remember reading an article ages ago, and I cannot, I think it was called, the abbreviation was gypsy. But I know that's a, an in, a politically incorrect term, but it was Generation Y. So I, sh- I can't remember what it meant. But it was, it was, it was sort of a critique about the uh, lessons with, with children where somehow it's a part of that you can do anything. You can have anything you want in the world. You can do anything you want. And what's missing is the little steps to be able to, to get, get there. there. So yeah. so it's it that that was the article was basically talking about how this perpetuated uh, a tremendous depression and anxiety in these young people because mm-hmm. there was this sense of failure that I'm not you know, this, I don't have that, I don't have that, because there was a complete sort of uh, suppression and and uh, even just completely omitting that, oh, in order to get that or to do this, this is how you start. Like Steven Spielberg didn't write a bestseller, his first writing, <laughs> like likely it was something, you know, whatever, yeah, just yeah. like anyone. But But I think that those kind of lessons, again, are about patience, about you know, um, urgency, thinking that there's not enough time. Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself is also related to, to death and dying is time Time, because we think we are going to be here forever. And, and what if this was our last day that the facing that is, you know, most people go blank. Right. I remember talking to somebody. Can I have a last meal? Can I have a last meal? (laughs) Yeah. I remember talking to somebody said it was from a book. I don't remember what it was, but it was the idea of, you know, write down, if you knew you had two weeks to live, what would you do? And I remember they said to me, I don't want to think about that. And <laughs> it was, it's interesting because it, it means that, well, then what happens? What are you, are you going to say? Oh my God, this can't be my life, but it is your life is your life, right? Yeah. Um I mean, I, I do that in certain classes, you know, if today was, you know, you had your last day or you have 24 hours, right? you know, what would you do differently? I mean, sometimes I hear a lot, nothing. I'm like, really? Wow. I wish I was that evolved. I'd have a lot of phone calls I'd need to make, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few letters to write, you know, uh, to call my lawyer, get that will done. Um, it would be, you know, just for people that just said nothing. I think it's a cop out. They don't want to deal with what what that would be like. Yeah, you could be right. I I think that I, my sense is it can vary on also how someone's mood is. If they're in yes, a yes, real yes. state of gratitude and feeling a sense of love and being loved, I I feel like maybe that would be different. But I know someone who probably would say nothing only because. She happens to be a person who um, is quite private, doesn't like a lot of attention. And I remember having a conversation, you know, when once she said to me, oh, if I knew I was dying, I wouldn't tell anybody. And I'm like, really? She was like, no, 
no, I would just live my <laughs> yeah, life yeah. and keep going. And but that was very authentic for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, and I there, think all and there of those are, pieces. There are, are there. people like that. You know, they they're not going to tell people, and they live by themselves, and they're quite content in their apartment. And when they die, they die. And if no one finds them for a few days, a few weeks, so what? Yeah. You know, uh, something uh, you said last night, I was going to ask you about to talk about more because I thought it was interesting is around the, 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 the divine feminine rising and the and also the divine masculine energy, because I right. do think that this is a period of awakening. And again, it, it ties into um, I mean, it's not going to be the death of the masculine, but it's, no, no, it, no, 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 it is no. it's no. a it's a sense of. I think those parts of us, like the masculine, the intensity of masculine energies is sort of leaving a lot of us in many ways, or at least becoming more balanced. Hopefully. Well, yeah. That's my well, hope. That's I have faith. It's it's a it's about decreasing the the aggressiveness yeah. of it, the violence that can be associated with it. You know, um the the uh you know, how did you get through it? I just powered my way through it, you know, and that's all that masculine kind of stuff. So um, we can come back and talk about that because uh, I think it's an important piece to know. And it doesn't mean about the death of the masculine. It's right. the integration of the feminine. Yes. Great. We will be back in two minutes and we'll continue talking about masculine and feminine and who gets to live and die. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be together. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. We're back. Can you see us now, Alexia? I can't for whatever reason. That's I very did funny. Something and she decides to play with her computer. <laughs> You're such a girl. <laughs> no. Hey, that's a compliment. Thank you very much. It is actually. It yes. Is. Um, so we're talking about uh, something that came up in class last night uh, that I, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not the only one uh, that thinks this, but you know, the the movement in spirituality really has been. The, the whole idea of the divine feminine, of the feminine coming forward. And, you know, during this time period, I mean, you see that manifested in, you know, from the suffragettes moving forward to, you know, the women's movement. Women's movement kind of died uh, for a while there. Until um, about five years ago, I think, there was that huge Washington march um, when uh, uh, Trump was uh, inaugurated. Um, and, you know, people who, who took part in it said that it was like amazingly awesome experience. What 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 made it different now was, you know, some of the earlier women's marches were women, but this time they brought their men with them. You know, and and that's you know that's sort of an external of what I'm seeing going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we have been living through you know hundreds of thousands of years of the masculine energy, which is violent, which is its mind, ownership, control, you know, and domination, domination. And, you know, Mr. Putin is exactly that. You know, what happens is when, when new light gets brighter, the darkness becomes more intense. And so you know, as, as we went through the pandemic, I think that people reached out, people reconnected into their families. You know, they had experiences that we really didn't think about having. You know, like we were too busy having, having our life, which was just being too busy going to work and, and being paid. Um, uh, suddenly we we're doing that from home and we had children there and, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Or our partners, you know, even having our partner there. So, um, you know, those are all really, that's like the nurturing feminine energy that's coming forward there, that, that the pandemic allowed that to come forward. You know, who was, who was really the stellar people, the nurses, who, let's face it, 90% are women, um, you know, that work in the hospitals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, personal care workers. Personal care workers, you know. the nurses, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's because people are saying, well, what the hell is going on? You know, like now what? We, we just barely are tripping out of this. In fact, in Ontario, we're still wearing masks, you know, until thick next week. Yeah. Um, I, what can I say? I mean, but, but that's, that's where, in terms of our mind, right, is that it's, we're barely out of it. And all of a sudden, this nutcase says, hey, I like your country. I'm going to take it over, but I'm going to kill a whole lot of people en route to doing it, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's, I, I always think that, you know, I mean, it's just odd with the timing is very bizarre. But going back to your point around the, what the masculine represents, what the feminine represents, 
I think that's part of also what's been lost is that people don't understand we all have the yin and the yang inside Absolutely. of us. We all Absolutely. have the masculine and the feminine energy. And because that isn't sort of shared generally speaking, it can seem, you know, offensive. I know some probably women and men and trans people, whatever identification that would feel offended by the word feminine or the word masculine. And again, that's the, that's this sort of the spiritual or soul loss that many people have been speaking about many spiritual teachers that collectively oh, yeah. it's been thousands of years where we've, we're in this time now of experiencing this collective soul loss. Who are we? You know, who are we? We're not just one or the other. We have that, what you said before the break was integration. So how do we integrate? How right. do we integrate, right? right? These parts of us to be, to allow balance to be there. Well, first, first and foremost, to stop denying any part of yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, our secrets of, you know, when, uh, you know, I remember meeting this fellow and he said, uh, you know, a hobby and he knits, you know, and he said, but I keep it so quiet. I don't want people to know that I knit and crochet. Yeah. My grandmother taught me. This yeah. guy was brilliant what he does. But I bet, absolutely. Because he was a guy. Yeah. Guys don't do that. Yeah. You know, why not? Who said that? Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, growing up, that was a stereotype. My grandmother, she watched Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night and oh, she could geez. like crochet an entire blanket, you know, well, I mean, without well, looking down once at it, she just like, duh, 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 and she was cheering on the truck. Amazing. Bus, you know, sort of thing. So, sure, that's, that's the way it was. But the way it was and the way it is, we have choices now. You know, yeah. I, I don't think they had the same choices. Yeah. I don't think they had the same choices. And I think that, you know, culturally, depending on what country, what culture, there's a very different sense of, you know, touch and camaraderie between yeah. men and women and and everyone in between where, where I shouldn't even say in between, who collectively everybody, right? Because I'm right. trying to be mindful of, of people who identify as as they or uh, not necessarily male and female, but it's it's that sense of knowing what it, you know. Oh, a boy can't play with something that's pink, you know. Well, why not, right? Or or and those stigmas that are there, like blue for boys and pink for girls. Like I always used to go whenever I would buy running shoes for myself, like you know, to actually when I used to jog and stuff, that. Um, I always found the shoes that were the coloring for the shoes for women were just so blah. Like, I'm like, why, why are these colors here? Like they go just... with bridesmaids outfits. <laughs> exactly. That's, and I thought I just can't handle these colors because you know, they'd be like sea foam, sea foam yeah. color. I don't want to, what's sea foam? What is that color? It's like the most putrid sort of aqua turquoise, but what not, and I like aqua and turquoise, but it's just, not it looks like now. a candy floss or something, right? And you know, and and or or really white, where you're, you know, with a little bit of pink and and or, you know, light orange, like watercolors on your shoes. And right. of course, they get filthy, and then you know, they just like beat up. But no, you can't have that. No, exactly. So, so I always find yeah. who who is choosing these colors. Some women might like that, but other people may not. Or boys, you only play with trucks, tools, yeah. guns, 
Right. Whoa, there's a really good one to teach the kids. You know, yeah. <clears throat> that's what it was growing up was, was you know, those, those kinds of things. And if you wanted anything different. So, you know, uh, when I got into therapy, uh, like working in therapy and train, lots of training stuff. Um, and I said that, you know, I never had a teddy bear. I, I just wasn't allowed in an all boys home, you know, and uh, it sounds like a boys home. A home full of boys or right. brothers, and sometimes my mom was one of the guys too. Um, right. And and all of a sudden, you know, my birthday came around, and I was on one of these retreats, and oh my god, I must have gotten thirty bears I had to bring across the border. You know, it's like, are you selling these? You know, really, really, really you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, so when my first uh, 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 grand nephew was born, I passed them on to him. Wow. So he had a room full of stuffed animals and bears and tigers. Oh, and that's fantastic. Yeah. And he still got them. He still got them. And hopefully he'll give them to his son or he'll give them, you know, whatever. But that's fantastic. Still got them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I was blown How away. How old is he now? How old is he now? Uh, he's 10, 11. Oh, that's now. great. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was blown away when I, I kept all these toys kept coming in, you know, and, and it's very it, it sweet. Was, it was a yeah, whoever put well, it together was well, uh, I I grew up uh, in a household with three girls and one boy, and we didn't really have stuffed animals. That wasn't really part of our culture. We weren't into stuffed animals. None of us were. Okay. Like, I well, think, yeah, we you know. Animals. So but yeah. but I know what you but mean. I wanted a teddy having, bear. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. a teddy bear. I couldn't have a doll, so at least a right. teddy bear. Right. You know, right. but that's the whole thing. You know, when the the little girl, it's like, here's some dolls. I want a truck. You know, yeah. yeah. Why? You know. So we we really need to take responsibility for just how socialized what's right and what's wrong. The little boy doesn't wear a pink sweater, and the little girl doesn't wear blue, you know, pants unless they're blue jeans, of course, designer only. Uh, Oshkosh Bagosh or whatever the name of that design is. Uh, yeah, we've got to change this. You know, it's it's like there's nothing being accomplished here. There's nothing yeah, being accomplished I, but the perpetuation of insanity. But it starts with the it, and and I agree with you 100. percent And I think that first of all, someone has to. I shouldn't say has to. Either someone is curious or starts to question the messages that are being, you know, sort of shoved down, or you don't, you know, either, either there's a sense of, oh, I'm just going to follow these rules and follow all of this without curiosity, without questioning. And when someone shares something different, instead of slamming it down or, you know, saying, you know, get rid of that person, that's where the wisdom of the feminine, the divine feminine is about let let us collaborate, let us be curious, mm -hmm. let us be, let's consider. Let's and consider. so that's how yeah. I see it. I, I really see when there's that sense of, nope, you can't say this, you can't do this. That to me is domination and it's not healthy. The, mm -hmm. the, if we want to have peace in the world, we really do have to be able to sit and listen and be curious and really do our own work around, wow, I'm triggered right now, or you know, going into that judgment of right or wrong, all of that just perpetuates that unhealthy cycle. Right. I think there is a change happening, but it's very much tied into who's got money. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you know, education, money, poverty, you know, all of those things play a role in socialization. 
I agree. So, yeah. Um, and, and that's why it's just so important that we, you know, bring people out of poverty uh, in order that they can then be more curious. It's very hard to be curious when you're struggling to get food for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Gord, it's something that you have spoken about in the spiritual director course, which is around dignity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every human being is as a right to dignity. deserves dignity. Absolutely. Including and ourselves. dignity around including food. ourselves. Yes. Food, having enough food, having clean water, having uh-huh. clothes, warmth, having exactly shelter, having protection. And this is where, you know, the, this, the whole experience of two years just heightened the lens of that divisiveness between people that could have a lot of comforts and people that were, sh- you know, locked down and shoved in tiny little places yep. where the domestic violence was up, the child abuse was up. The, that's a very different experience. Or they threw and their kids out for being gay onto the street. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so again, where's the? How do we foster dignity? And right. and that's you know we all have our own individual responsibility. But I'm I do believe that there's a shift slowly happening. And as we keep trying to be in that state of awareness of dignity for ourselves and others, then hopefully we'll be shifting within the next 10, 50 <laughs> years, hundred years. 100. That's all right. I'll come back. Um, yeah, me too. The, I think that dignity is something that we have to demand of others, and we don't. You know, when someone treats us badly, we're more likely to just walk away. Yeah. Rather than call them on it and just said, "Excuse me," you know, where did you get the right to do that? And of course, they might say, "Well, because I got way more fucking money than you do." You know, yeah, or I'm in, but, a, I'm in a very powerful position. Yeah, you know? you know, and it's like, that doesn't give you anything. Exactly. You know, so I think that it, we have to respect ourselves and, and, be, and be dignified within ourselves, you know, yeah. or, or expect dignity. And then, it, then we give it. But yelling at kids, and kids are super hyper because they're eating junk food because there's no money, and they're eating stuff with too much sugar, and then they're hyper, and, then, and they're not experiencing dignity. Nope. You know, not at all. And neither's the mother. The mother's like, she's beside herself, you know, her level of frustration. Anyways, and this the, is- And uh, the dad too, the parents. And the, the dad, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I'll bet you they're a single family, single parent family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, statistically, that's where it goes. Yes, We're out know. of time. We're out we of time. Are. We have to carry on this conversation. This is a really important ongoing conversation in our yeah. society. So I'm glad you were here, that we could chat about it. Uh, I'll be back next week, uh, March 17th at 8 p.m. live. And who knows? who knows may show up next week it'll be something though yeah okay have a good week stay well stay safe and be curious good night everyone thank you for tuning into things worth considering please join your hosts alexia georgiusis and gord riddell for another edition next thursday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.